Welcome to Singing Teachers Talk, the podcast that brings you great interviews, insightful discussions and advice around the topic of singing and teaching singing. Now it's over to your host for today's episode. It's me, Alexa Terry. Lynn, a huge congratulations is in order because Bast has just reached its 10th birthday. Can you believe it? Well, I've actually made a mistake about that. I just discovered it's our 11th this year. Uh, <laughs> I know, just time flies. You're trying to preserve its age. Yeah, my brain is just so full of course at the moment. Um, I'm not thinking properly. And um, I just had, I don't know what it was after we made the announcement, I just suddenly thought, I'm sure I might have said this before. So I scrolled back in last year's videos and there it was, a video last year saying it's our 10th birthday. Wow. Uh, so yes, we had our 11th, but we're still making, uh, you know, the discount offers for people, you know, who want to help us celebrate. But how did Bast actually come about? It came about uh, when I was head of vocals at ACM and I had a bunch of graduates coming to me who were about to head off into the real world and realised that they probably uh, needed to do some teaching in order to get some income coming in whilst they were looking for gigs and doing their songwriting and what have you. And they asked if I could just help them get a bit of an understanding of what was expected and what they should know so that they could teach safely. And I have to be honest, I wasn't, I was a little bit reluctant on a couple of levels. One, because I never wanted to be a singing teacher trainer. That was something I used to say all the time. And the other one was that I thought, well, they really need to go out and get some work experience before they start teaching. But they kept bugging me and I realised that actually they were going to do it anyway and that I'd rather that they went out with some knowledge and a few skills, you know, that could help them recognise when a voice was in trouble or what to do to help somebody get from A to B. And so that started off being like a five hour course that I threw together. Um, we, uh, I delivered it in the lounge room of one of the students uh, in Guildford. And as I was saying um, the other day to someone, before that course ended, I'd had calls and emails asking, was I going to do it again? Because other people were interested. Mm. And so, you know, as a business, it made sense then go oh it's another way of generating some income people it's there's demand and so I started off by just running maybe about three or four in a year just whenever I got enough people to make it worthwhile Mm. running a course yeah so that's how it started back in 2011. Mm. What's been your mission with it and, and what do you want to keep trying to achieve? So I was having a conversation with someone the other day it was a coaching conversation about legacies and leaving a legacy and i've had this um goal for a long time to leave some sort of legacy to singers and initially it started around the idea of being able to build a business that was doing well enough that it got enough income that it could create maybe some sort of bursary or funding or something like that for singers who couldn't afford to have singing lessons or to get you know support or coaching or whatever uh because they, you know, just didn't have the sort of money. And that's when I went down the track of doing live events and doing the magazine. Uh, And then at some point I was thinking of actually having a, uh, I had this dream of having the Singers Centre and the Singers Centre would have places that 
singing teachers could rent to teach. There would be a recording studio in there. There'd be a cafe. There'd be live music. Um, and then there would be a sort of a big um, studio, you know, where you could do obviously workshops and things like that, but also dancing or choreography along with singing. And I had this idea that I want to, wanted to put this centre uh, in the middle of London and it would become a real, it's sort of a little bit like pineapple, but for singing. Mm. And and then I sort of realised that, I, you know, it's going to take so long to get the money together and, and the logistics of it. And, yeah, just re I realised it was rather too big an ambition for for me at the time. And so I was putting on live events that was with Shed Light Events and seeing lots of singers coming and doing these workshops, really enjoying the content. I'd bring in artists, but also um, working singers, talking about how to be a function singer, backing vocalist. I had Sam Brown and Daniel Beddingfield came in um, and did master classes. And then also I would bring in health, uh, people who looked after vocal health, uh, so physios and SLTs, uh, nutritionists, uh, and then various teachers talking about different techniques like Alexander, uh, as well as voice technique and things like that. And that went okay. That was going okay. And then I got this idea that, oh, why don't I reach the world and I'll put on a magazine that has all that information. Mm -hmm. And that's how I Sing Mag came along. And all of this was sort of taking me in this direction of leaving a legacy of some sort. And unfortunately, I had to um, stop publishing the magazine because it just wasn't making any money. And, you know, at the end of the day, you need to be able to at least cover your costs, you know, to make it sensible. But it wasn't going in the direction of me getting enough income that I could put into place this idea of, of setting up a bursary. And so I started to focus much more on bass training. And what I realized as um, I started teaching and working around the world uh, was that I was leaving a legacy through that. And so now that's become my focus. So ultimately, it's really to create something for singers uh, that really help them to earn an income, to uh, have diversity, you know, because nowadays as a singer, you can't just be a singer, you need to do other things in order to earn income. So why not utilize all that amazing experience that you have, um, and put it into use to help other people and inspire other people to sing. And so my hope now is that I can do that through bass training. So I still have this goal to set up some kind of a, a bursary or funding for singers. Um, but I think probably there's more chance of that happening through the training process than it, than it is through the other businesses that I'll put together. Mm. And you've had many people come through. Um, have you noticed there being a pattern with a topic that tends to get teachers in a bit of a hot water, if you like, with their understanding and implementation in the studio? Well, interesting enough, it's not necessarily about the technical stuff it's about the confidence yeah. and in fact i was talking to someone just the other day who did the course last year but hasn't been teaching and she said it's because she just doesn't have enough confidence so i feel like you know the hopefully we can address that by through the level five course because there'll be a lot more time to put in these things that we're teaching into practice and to get feedback and to teach in front of someone else and and so by the end of you know the course, the singing teacher will have already had quite a lot of experience teaching 
um, mm. before they st- sort of set out on their own. Mm. Who's come through the course? Can you chat a little bit about the alumni and what they've gone on to do and, and whereabouts in the world they are? Because it's not just in one tiny place, is it? It's quite a, an international thing, BAST. Yeah, so we've had students from all over the world, far, as far as Australia and New Zealand, uh, Singapore. We had someone who was in China, um, South Korea, um, Europe, and all over the UK, obviously, and Ireland, um, and and the States, mm-hmm. Hawaii. Uh, and then there was somewhere else who, who came from one of the, somewhere like the Seychelles or Mauritius. Yeah, so been, you know, people from all over the place. Um, so 50% are probably UK based and the rest are the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. We've had a lot of different people coming through, sort of the more nerdy type people who like yourself <laughs> and um and nicole um gill who uh, there's been quite a few people who've gone on to do the masters or to go and do the vocal health first stage or the practitioner course um actually i was i was looking at um some of the alumni and i f- had totally forgotten that josh alamu had come through the course uh yeah so i get people um, who sort of come through from all sorts of different backgrounds. So total beginners, as well as people who've already been teaching for a while, but just want to bring everything together and, mm. you know, and, and just become more consistent across the board and fill in some gaps. Because obviously, you know, someone like Josh is an amazing teacher. He's already been teaching for a long time. Mm. Um, and then uh, Dinosh Bennett, who uh, is a backing vocalist with Robbie Williams. Um, so, you know, there's people who are out there still working and, you know, working at sort of quite high level. And then there's those that went down the more academic route. Um, and then there's people who've gone up and, you know, gone and set up their own studios. And, um, we've also had, um, a couple of studios, one from Ireland, um, Gemma Sugru's studio, uh, which is now sold, uh, all her teachers were trained, uh, through BEST. Um, I'm currently training uh, with uh, Brandon Brophy in um, Canada with his studio. And uh, then there was, you know, there's been a couple of others. So there's a, quite a variety of, mm. of um, people and situations and studios that we've worked with. To be honest, you know, I, I just sometimes I'll be out and about and then suddenly I'll meet somebody and then I'll think, where do I know them from? And <laughs> realise it is because they've done the course. Yeah. That's so cool. And things are about to get even cranked up another level, aren't they? Because next year in 2023, BAST is becoming accredited or offering an accredited level five qualification. So can Mm. you explain what that actually means and what a level five is? Yeah, so this is a vocational qualification, uh, which is part of RSL awards. And RSL awards uh, have a, a bunch of qualifications under the creative industry practitioners um, banner. So it's about helping people who are in the creative uh, creative industries get some qualifications. So utilizing their experience um, and then adding obviously more knowledge to give them more tools and uh, you know more more of a portfolio opportunity to add something on to their potential earning mm-hmm. um, uh well onto their earning potential i should say so 
RSL, you know, are highly regarded um, in the world of music qualifications and they do all the graded exams for rock school and then they also offer various diplomas and also d- degree level type courses as well. Uh, but they really are focusing on that that sort of vocational sector of saying, well, look, you know, you've been doing this job for a long time. We need to be able to acknowledge all that those skills and experience that you've acquired and then put it together in some format that you can then get a qualification. Mm. So they've developed um, an education uh, or a teaching pathway as well. And that's where we're coming under. So level five is equivalent to second year university. It's 120 credits. And these are recognised, you know, they're qualifications that are recognised through the various educational boards. And um, it's not that we're stopping the 20 hour course, it won't replace it, but it's an addition for people who want to go the more formal route. Mm. So the other day, someone was asking me, so how will having this certificate or qualification help me? And I said, well, you know, the reality is you could go out and start teaching without anything. (laughs) You you don't have to, it's an unregulated sector. But um, if you Nowadays, I've noticed that a lot more um, performing arts schools are looking for people who have some kind of qualification. And obviously, if you've got a singing teaching qualification and you're going for a teaching job, you're probably going to have an edge to someone who doesn't. Uh, and I know, you know, for instance, you've recently joined Italia Conti mm-hmm. and I know, um, you know, other teachers that we've recommended um, who've, you know, it's been an advantage for them to have at least done the course, mm-hmm. but it might be that further down the track, it'll be an even better advantage to have done a um, certificated course, accredited course on, you know, that's based around singing teaching. Mm. Do you think this is a way into the field becoming regulated? I probably don't want to talk about that because it's very contentious. <laughs> okay, breeze over it, breeze over yeah. it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's a, um, yeah, a can of worms, that one. Okay, yeah. worm, so, worms kept inside. <laughs> my, I, I don't know whether regulated is the right word, but I do feel like there needs to be a lot more accountability out there for singing teachers who are working with, you know, young voices um, and or sick voices and don't really understand. And it's really wonderful that there are so many singing teachers who are taking that accountability sort of into their own hands and going and educating themselves. There's a lot more available now than there was when I first came out. Mm. There were sort of uh, various uh, pedag- uh, sorry, what do you call them, um, methodologies out there, but there wasn't anything that really helped you understand functionally what was going on with the voice and uh, mm. didn't really speak to the anatomy and physiology or the acoustics, uh, the science side, uh, or to the pedagogical side. So how do I actually teach somebody who doesn't learn things the way that I learn things? And so... That's the other thing that this course is very strong on is helping people understand the teaching and learning process and how to apply that um, to individual students. And definitely in the methodologies that I've encountered or been involved in, there was never any real discussion about different learning styles and teaching styles and how we go from short-term memory into long-term and what the process of um skill acquisition is and you know all all that sort of stuff was never really discussed and so 
you might technically know exactly how to address somebody's vocal issues, but you might not be able to communicate with them um, in the best way mm. because you don't understand that actually that person, you know, has some sort of learning challenges and mm. can't doesn't like being looked in the eye and, you know, doesn't want to be questioned or doesn't want you to talk at them so much or maybe they need things to be written down or visual uh, rather than auditory. And so that's something that's really been missing, I think, in, in the past. And, and also the vocal health aspect. We didn't really learn about that. Um, not to, not to, we didn't really learn how to recognize when there was a problem, all the different kinds of things that could go wrong with the voice, whether that was acquired or, you know, something that was um, just behavioral. Um, and, and so, you know, it's been quite, um, quite interesting to discover really that there's nothing like this out there. Mm. Um, and I don't really understand why, because to me, it's just like common sense. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I don't know if I answer your question, Alexa, because I've waffled on so much, I've forgotten what it was. <laughs> no, it's, it's all good. Uh, who is this course going to be for? Who is it aimed at? It's aimed at singers who want to become great singing teachers, who want to be accountable for understanding how to take a good history, how to assess the voice, how to care for the voice, how to care for the psychology uh, of that person in front of them. Not that you become a psychologist or counsellor, but you know, there are some aspects, there's a lot of aspects of singing that are to do with the mindset. Um, people who want to, because one of the units is actually uh, how to teach in a group setting. So if you want to do classroom teaching workshops or collaborative work, and also it's for people who are not quite sure what direction they want their career to take in. And so they get the opportunity to explore what are the possibilities for a singer and singing teacher mm -hmm. that, and what might be, you know, work for them. And then also people who want to understand better how to build a successful business. Um, because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how great you are as a teacher, if nobody hears about you or knows about you, then they're not going to come mm. and you're not going to earn any income. So it's for anybody really um, who's had several years of singing experience, they may have already had some other kind of qualification. Um, it's not for a total beginner singer. It's not for somebody who hasn't performed before. You know, we want people who've had experience performing and singing. Um, it's, it's also for people who want to fill in gaps. Mm -hmm. Um, maybe they've got really good knowledge in one area, but they don't know how to teach in the classroom setting, mm -hmm. or maybe they, um, understand, uh, certain principles about, um, uh, teaching voice, but there's a lot of gaps there that they need filling in. And so a lot of the units will help do that. Mm. And do you still cover things like anatomy and all the technical bits as well? Oh, absolutely. In fact, we'll be going a lot deeper than we do on the course, uh, looking at uh, understanding um, what anatomy and physiology is in terms of like as a, you know, as a subject area and all the various terminology will really dig a lot deeper into the musculature and function of the larynx and the cartilages and you know how how everything moves and um, in fact I've just been talking to somebody about the tongue <laughs> and uh, you know understanding better uh, all the different um, extrinsic muscles that we have and how it impacts mm -hmm. on the larynx and the voice 
and and also um, in terms of posture and how that impacts on singers. So it'll be a lot more in depth. So in the the sort of um, infrastructure or template that I'm working from is the twenty hour course. Mm but with a lot more depth and um, and then some added things because we're going we're going really from 20 hours to 600 hours wow. of, of guided learning mm. yeah and is that live is it on film how is it going to be conducted yeah so it will be online through a platform a learning um, uh, what's it called a LMS learning management system uh, called canvas and there'll be pre-made videos for each week and so each unit is 10 hours a week and you will go in and you'll watch those videos there'll be a bunch of different exercises and um, homework and research to go and do around whatever's discussed that week and there will be also some sort of tutorial so that's that will be live with a tutor so you can ask questions, go through demos and uh, and so on. Hmm. And is there any academic work? I mean, for me, I bloody love an essay, which is I'm probably an anomaly, <laughs> but I love writing my dissertation. Um, yeah. Is there any yeah. academic expectation? Yes. Yeah, so you'll be putting together your own portfolio in terms of your career, for instance. There'll be multiple choice type exam questions because there is an assessment week. So you have 10 weeks of the classes mm. and then uh, the 11th week is your assessment week, and that's going to come in various forms. It'll be written, uh, it'll be, um, it might be you, you teaching and demonstrating yourself teaching, or it might be you handing in some sort of portfolio uh, or essay. Yeah, mm -hmm. so there will be academic writing and you'll have to, you know, know your, how to reference and, you know, all that sort of thing. So we're preparing you as well for those people who want to go further and go into um, postgrad maybe or to go to a more degree level which we might do at some point mm -hmm. um, but at the moment we're just sticking to level five but you could potentially go from level five into um, the postgrad course that Debbie Winter runs yeah so in fact we've been talking about her coming in and talking to people about academic writing and preparing yourself and how do you do literature research and that kind of thing we're not going to be super academic, but there's definitely going to be an element of that. Sounds like a really good kind of link in. I remember speaking with Debbie for one of our episodes of the podcast mm. um, about, you know, how how academic stuff feels for some people and how we can get into it. So it sounds like it's a it's a nice kind of segue in. T totally. Yeah, that, that's that's my hope. Mm. That we are that, mm. that transition between uh, the 20 hour course and then going into um, more academic and it's not going to be for everybody that side mm -hmm. of things mm -hmm. um i don't want to make this it's level five you know it's it should be some ac academia but mostly practical because i want people to have a better practical understanding of what being a singing teacher is mm -hmm. and to come out um having a much more um a certain pathway that they're going to follow um so that they they don't sort of come out and wishy-washy around and which, you know, is fine if you want to do that. But I think a lot of people waste time because they don't have the confidence or they haven't thought about it or they haven't no. instigated some kind of plan. And so with with the careers portfolio, you're definitely going to be sitting there and and it's all pertinent to you. That's the other thing which I really like about this course. Mm -hmm. um, everything you'll be able to use in your teaching, but also in terms of your building your career. Mm. 
If someone's already done the 20 hour course, can they still do the accreditation? What and what's new for them? Yeah, well, as I said, there'll be some stuff that will be covered from the course. Um, but we've what we've done is we've um, allowed for that in sort of monetary conversation in terms of if you've done the course in the last, I think, you know, since nine, 2017 or something or 18, or whenever it was you did the course, we'll take the price of that course off so you don't pay the whole lot because there is going to be some doubling up. But to be really honest, you know, I'll often hear students say to me or people grads say to me, Oh, it's so funny. I reviewed, you know, the first three uh, lessons of the course and I'd totally forgotten and, uh, you know, and there were a whole lot of words and terms that I, I neglected to remember and, um, and it was really good revision. So I, I feel like it's good revision, you know, mm. you can never, and if, if this is not your field, you know, so like for me, it's maybe a little easier because I come from the medical world and so the medical terminology is something i've been talking since i was 17 and it's not new but if you've only ever heard it once you know and you're not using it at work then it's very easy for that information to slip out mm. so um i'm sure that even though a lot of people will have done the course already and had that information they'll be quite grateful to have the revision and it also means that if you do know it, if you do know it well, then that's a whole lot of time that you can sort of pull back for yourself mm -hmm. and um, you don't have to spend so much time in that area. The way that the course is, you know, if you get to a place where you go, oh, yeah, I'll watch this and I don't need to delve into this any further mm -hmm. because I know enough, as long as you are able to come up with the goods, you know, during assessment, not a problem. Mm -hmm. And who's, who's going to be running the videos? Are we going to see yourself is there anybody else that we have yeah. on board so kaya and i are sort of the main um program developers mm -hmm. and content developers but i've been talking to lots and lots of different people and nothing's set in stone yet but everybody's been really interested in being involved you know from you know people who come from the um vocal health side mm -hmm. um to in fact today i was talking to an osteopath about coming in and talking about posture and the larynx and that kind of thing um you know i've spoken to quite a few pedagogues already uh and also business people mm. uh, people who come from that business world who can really help um help us understand how we can effectively market uh and how to use social media as a way of of uh, building up a business mm. um and so there'll be the space really yes yes i mean there'll be a you know accountants talking about oh, nice. books and and talking about whether or not to become a limited company or not and mm. you know pros and cons so it's really very in-depth yeah yeah cool what uh, we've talked about a couple of the benefit i mean so many benefits um including pathways into institutions and conservatoires showing that you have that qualification is is quite beneficial what other benefits are we going to get from having that certificate that says we have a qualification well i think confidence is a big one and a lot of singers um don't teach because they're just lacking confidence to do it uh not that they haven't got the knowledge or ability they just don't have the confidence to go out and start finding students and start charging mm -hmm. so i feel like that's a really big one you know that the confidence and because you've got a plan by the end of it you know you've mm -hmm. got a career plan a business plan and all the other knowledge you know that comes with understanding how to teach 
um yeah so i think that's really the biggest thing uh also it opens you to stuff that you might never have normally found out about or mm. been exposed to because you'll get to meet and hear from so many different experts in the singing world and the teaching world and the science world mm. uh, so you you're you know and for me I don't, and i know you're the same you know knowledge is power so mm that's another thing you'll benefit from. Yeah, great. And do we have an idea of what the costs would be? Mm. So the course, uh, the whole, um, so let me get the names of the different levels because the interesting thing is that you can come in and just uh, sign up to do the uh, full award, which is the extended diploma, and that's all six units. Or you can just do one unit at a time and then gradually build up to having all the units needed to get the full award. Uh, so the full award is 3,300. If you pay um, up front, then um, you get a 5% discount or bursary. And if you're a, uh, have already done the best course, then you get off the total of the course, whatever it was that you paid for your course. Mm-hmm. Um, so if, you know, the more recent people pay, I think, £847 so that they, that's what they'd have subtracted. So that's quite a, that's mm-hmm. nearly £1,000 off for someone who's done the best course. Mm-hmm. Um, the single units are 550 per unit and we have uh, payment plans as well. Mm-hmm. So if you decide that you um, would like to do it but you can't afford to pay it um, in full, not not a problem. We have a 12 um payment so you put it down a deposit which is 20 percent, and then there's 12 payments um after that mm. i can't remember what the amount is sorry um i should have had that up um in front of me i think it's 200 and something pounds um, a month so by the time before you even finish you will have completed the payments and um right now uh it's the whole uh what would you call it? The whole bureaucracy <laughs> of getting uh, student loans or um, some sort of uh, funding from the government is very complicated. And so I think probably it'll be a year or two before we have that up and running. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's it's just very convoluted how you have to go about getting into that position to be able to offer those kind of um, that kind of um, financial help. Yeah, mm-hmm. So right now, unfortunately, the best we can do is, you know, offer you a discount if you've already done the course and and then um, if you're paying for. Mm. And the 20-hour course will still be running, won't it? Yes, absolutely. The 20-hour course will still be running. And in fact, you know, we've got two, um, two intakes next year already starting mm-hmm. to book up. So, yeah, absolutely. And then if you decide you want to go on and, and do the certificate, you know, you just, you know that you can get on the certificate with uh and remove the money that you've already mm. paid mm. yeah so i think it's a pretty good deal mm. um yeah so that's and then obviously some of that has to be paid to the um drsl and then uh you know we've got examiners and people come in and uh moderate us and and all that sort of thing so there's much there are more costs involved in in running a qualification so where can people find out more? Can they book a call to chat through this with someone? Absolutely. So they can either book a call through the usual process of just booking a free 
um, call and myself or Kim will uh, talk to them or, or Kaya. And there's an application form as well, which we're going to have. Uh, one of the things I'm working on at the moment is putting together uh, the page for the website mm -hmm. and we'll have all that information. We have a brochure. So if you're interested in doing the course and you want to find out more about the details, then just drop us an email and we'll send you the brochure that you can look at. Or if you join the mailing list, um, you know, there will be a moment where you get asked, are you interested in the accreditation? Mm -hmm. And if so, then you'll get the inf very relevant information as you go. But the easiest way is book a call and, and we'll send you the brochure as well. Right. Uh, yeah, so we're very excited, very excited about yeah. that. And what's the best email for people to contact? Info at BAST, B-A-S-T, training.com so exciting that's great well once again congratulations on the growth of bast and the 11th 11th birthday 11th, 11th birthday oh dear <laughs> Next time you'll have to give you the birthday bumps yes <laughs> I, I and i need to put it in my calendar so i can keep up <laughs>